Hi, this is Shannon, and I want to talk to you about my pillow because trust me, I have one of everything. Good news, Mike Lindell is back with his quality products with big discounts for listeners of the show. Go to mypillow.com/regularjoe or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regularjoe. My pillow is having their big 20th anniversary sale on limited edition my pillows with prices as low as 19.95 for the queen size pillow. I love the my pillow all season slippers. Right now they have the lowest price ever with just $25 with the promo code REGULARJOE. They're easy to clean, hand-sewn moccasin design, made to wear year-round in all climates. And right now they're having the biggest bed sheet sale ever with the Giza Dream Sheet set, as low as $29.98 with promo code REGULARJOE. These sheets come in nine solid colors and four flannel colors. 400 thread count sizing from Twin to California King. They're all machine washable and durable and come with a 10-year warranty. Visit MyPillow.com slash REGULARJOE or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe that's 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe Welcome. I don't think I said that. Uh, I'm just looking at an email claiming that I said that giving money to the Ukraine is the same as giving money to the Taliban. Now, I mean, I could have short-term forgetfulness, but I don't recall ever saying that. Not today or not ever, because I, I don't view them. See, I actually view the world with a little more nuance than most. I don't, just like I think giving money to Israel or Providing funds or providing weapons and selling weapons to Israel is different than Ukraine because one is an official ally of ours, whereas another is not. Uh, and again, I've been very clear <clears throat> that I believe Ukraine has every right to defend their sovereignty and maintain their borders. I just don't think we should write an open check. I don't want to be the world's bank or the world's police force. And I don't think that's our role in the world, especially when we are not doing the things necessary to secure our own border and provide for the own the common good of our own people. That has got to be priority number one. We have no problem sending $65 billion to Ukraine, but we haven't built a wall. We can't close our own border. We can't stop the flow of sex and drug trafficking over the southern border. Now the northern border is becoming a problem. And we're sitting here dithering on how many billions of dollars to send to another country that we don't have the money for? We don't have this money. We are borrowing money, paying the interest, and on the hook to pay back the principal for another country. Where in the world does that sound like sound economic policy? I mean, we make fun of people like, oh, well, they took out loans to put their kid through college. What are we doing if not the same thing at a much higher level? Well, the, suddenly the Ukraine are our dependent children living in our basement. We're just going to pay for everything. That money, Those billions of dollars, we're paying for their retirement. We're paying for their police departments and their fire departments. Do you realize that? Are you really okay with that? I'm not a, a cheapskate. Look, hey, if you want to do it, man, write a check. The, trust me, Zelensky will take any check you give him. Does It could be $5. He will absolutely gobble it up. But there's got to be a limit. We are not an open check to the world. And nor should we ever be. That doesn't mean, again, everyone, oh, that means you're for or against. Rah. No. Look, we've given them 
tens of billions of dollars. You realize that we have given, if you take all the money every other country in this world has given them, and you take all of that, we still trounce those other countries by tens of billions of dollars that we have given them as one country. So stop yapping at me that, oh, we got to do more. Why don't some of these other countries, you want NATO's worried? Well, how about the NATO countries start coughing up some money at a much higher level? Again, we'll come and defend them if we have to. That's our agreement. And that is not me saying, oh, you must really be in the bag for Putin. Nope, nope, pretty sure. I've always said very consistently, Putin, a bad guy. I can be against Putin and also be against writing checks we can't afford to cash. I mean, imagine if any one of us could live like the federal government. We just keep writing checks and buy stuff, and there's no money in the account to cover it. None. There's a promise that we can tax our people enough over the next 10, 20, 50, 100 years to eventually pay back this money that we're borrowing on the good faith that we're hardworking people. I mean, again, if that sounds like sound economic policy to you, have at it. I think it's a recipe for disaster. And if we're going to make every decision based on the what if, if somebody does this or that, and again, I don't put it past Putin. I believe if Putin, I, I absolutely believe that if he feels emboldened enough, hell, I think if he wakes up one morning with a wild hair up his arse, he would be willing to go in and try to invade a NATO country. I, I don't have a high opinion of the guy. But again, that doesn't, that doesn't translate into, well, let's just start borrowing tens of billions of dollars to give away. If it's such a worthy cause, why don't they go to the communist Chinese and get on the hook for these tens of billions of dollars of loans? One of our primary lenders, among others, that we borrow this money from, for goodness sake, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm reacting to an email. Just to be clear for those just tuning in, says, Joe, you said giving aid to the Ukraine is like pouring gasoline on a fire. Well, yeah, to some degree it is right now. We're the ones on fire. That's the thing. We're going deeper and deeper into debt. I have been very clear. Putin's actions, wrong. Ukraine, sovereign borders. Ukraine's government, fairly corrupt. Zelensky, don't trust him further than I can throw him. Those, those, I can have all of those beliefs, and they do not conflict with one or the other. In the beginning, I was far more open to helping him. Go back and listen to the shows. My patience has waned as I watch tens of billions of dollars go down the drain into what is what, what's happening. Right now, Ukraine is losing ground. I mean, look through the BS. They're losing ground right now. Now, in part because they're running out of weaponry and they're running through people. I mean, this is, and this, I'm not saying they should give up either. I'm just saying that we've got to look at it for what it is. <clears throat> and we should never apologize for making the American people in our country Number one on the list, always. I mean, I believe in giving to charities and supporting charities, which I do. But if I as a father, I'm sitting there going, well, I can give this money to a charity, but I won't be able to feed my children next week because I'm going to be cash poor into the next pay period or whatever it might be. That'd be a terrible decision. It doesn't make me a great guy because I'm starving my kids. I got to take care of what's most important. What I have been charged with my number one responsibility. As a father, my number one responsibility is my family, my wife and my children, to protect them and provide for them. 
Everything else must come second to that. That's my role in this world. And so it is for the United States government. Their number one role is to watch out for the greater good and make sure their citizenry is being kept safe and secure. None of that is happening right now. We are writing checks that we can't cash around the world while ignoring our own major issues. And the way you fix that is you stop funding other things. And if the world falls apart because we can't bankroll everybody with money that's not even ours that we don't have, well, then there's a bigger problem that needs to be looked at. If the NATO countries are worried, and they should be worried, by the way, then maybe they should step up a little more. When you combine everything they gave, we gave more. All the way over here, across the pond, here in the United States of America. Doesn't mean we can't help people. Doesn't mean that there's not justification for helping people. But you can't justify just writing check after check. This latest check is more than what we spent fiscal year 2023 on the United States Marines. Explain that to me. When it's going to pay for all these ancillary expenses, explain how that works in your mind. That's a good thing. Now, as to the Taliban thing, I'm pretty sure I actually never said that giving money to Ukraine is like giving money to the Taliban. What I did point out is that the rise of al-Qaeda, the Taliban taking over in Afghanistan, is directly relatable, related to the failure of Brandon with his botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. I don't think that's really a disputable thing, but maybe you do. This is under the header, by the way, Ukraine derangement syndrome. I have no derangement over Ukraine. I'm very clear about what's at stake for them. I'm it's clear it's what's at stake for us. I put us ahead of Ukraine. That's not a derangement. That's called ordered thinking. Perhaps those that want to put Ukraine above the United States that are U.S. citizens. I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of everything being a derangement syndrome. It kind of loses its punch. But it doesn't, doesn't translate. But, hey, I appreciate the email. Now, to finish commenting on old Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> so Mary said, not only is Pocahontas unrelatable, but she's delusional. She's been fooled. And no one can convince her otherwise. That's Mary from Texas. Well, yeah, I mean, no kidding. She's sitting there bragging about a 15% tax increase on the rich. That he's forgiving college debt, which actually was technically it was ruled to be illegal, but he's flaunting the law in that there's $35 insulin. Now, I guess to the unwashed, that all sounds really good. Except for no debt was actually forgiven. They're shifting the debt to other people. Those people aren't very happy. That $35 insulin, well, that's why your test strips, your pen needles, the actual needles, all those things went up. Now, do you think that's a coincidence that when they mandated that insulin had to be a certain price? And I'm, look, I don't support price gouging. I support competition. I support the fact that they, if there wasn't an $800 million pay-for-play scheme in place at the FDA, which approves, approves these drugs, none of them would cost as much as they do, but that's one of the reasons they cost so much. And it is pay-for-play, which is illegal in any other... In the old days of radio, DJs would get paid to play a record and make it a hit. That's out. That's again, you could lose your license for that. It's against the law. It's pay for play. Well, in the United States Food and Drug Administration, when you're seeking approval of your drug and you want that approval to happen quicker, you pay a fee. Were you aware of this? And it's no more complicated than this. 
I mean, it's expensive. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. But you can fast track approval for a certain dollar figure. That sounds like pay for play to me. If, if it takes, I don't know, 10 years to approve a drug, but suddenly if I give you $800 million, you can approve it in three to five years? How's that work? If nothing else, you're just paying to get it out there. <clears throat> but guess what? I mean, the normal approval process unto itself is hundreds of millions of dollars with all the, the, the different red tape you have to get through. But then they add this cost onto it, and guess who ultimately pays that price? That's right, you, the consumer. So this idea that when they just dropped the price on one thing, it didn't affect anything. If you look at your bill, if you're a diabetic, your co-pays and the actual cost of the items that are ancillary to the insulin, like pen needles and test strips and even the machines, that's all gone up. Because what happened? They forced the price down, so they're making up the difference other places. I mean, this is, it's like rent control in New York. Well, I can get this, this place for $200 a month. You have to play the exact same apartment next door is $5,000 a month. Yeah, because they're making up the difference. So, I mean, yes, she's living in a, in a fantasy world, and she hopes that others will join her in her fantasy world. That's what makes it kind of fun for her. I mean, after all, she still maintains that she's an indigenous American, even though that has actually been disproved by her own blood test, the one that she took. But that's okay. She's not the only one. Benny Thompson. Now, you remember Benny Thompson, congressman out of Mississippi? He was, again, part of the big J6 deal. He sat in control of the J6 committee. He's, he's downright surprised. He doesn't understand how anyone still thinks that Donald Trump's an option. Cut number four. I'm not surprised, but I'm really disappointed that there are still so many people in this country who somehow see this person as a viable choice to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States. Well, he doesn't understand it. You know who's also confused about all the complaints about Joe Biden? Leatherface. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Representative Debbie Dingell, better known as Leatherface. What I think is that Joe Biden needs to be allowed to be Joe Biden. When I, I was with him a couple of weeks ago for eight hours, and he was the Joe Biden that I know. When he is talking to people, he is energizing, he cares about issues. He's Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, there's nobody better than Joe Biden. I think the campaign needs to let him get out there and be who he is. And, and I also am sick and tired of everybody talking about his age. When you listen, look at the age of Donald Trump, which is only a couple of years younger, who's got 91 uh, felony accounts against him and goes on rants that make no sense. Well, so she is upset and tired of people bringing up his age. Well, I've warned you, don't talk about the age. It's mental acuity. But you know the irony of this, right? You have a 70-year-old member of Congress, I mean, rather sprightly when you consider it, she doesn't want people paying attention to the age of Joe Biden. Why? Well, because she doesn't want people starting to look her way, figure out why that, how old is she? The Regular Joe Radio Show.